Welcome to Take Flight Podcast with Daniel Johnson, Olu Okanola, Pabilo Timbo, and Shiwal Ahmed as your host. Take Flight Podcast is released weekly, giving you behind-the-scenes business views into multiple industries, as well as highlighting backstories of entrepreneurs, leaders in their respective spaces. We will also break down business models, examining the latest trends in businesses, and sharing our learnings along the way. Take Flight Podcast is a university business class package for a diverse and inclusive audience. We blend this together for a unique and exciting look into the world of business. Join us, your hosts, who come from underrepresented backgrounds in the UK, have since worked and traveled to over 100 countries, learned our crafts, in some of the largest companies in the globe. Started our own companies as well as invested across multiple asset classes as we give our unique and inclusive perspective with a mission to help our potential flyers get ready to take flight. Since it started in 2019, Take Flight Podcast has grown to have listeners in over 50 countries. It is in the top 5% of podcasts globally and continues to grow and expand. Come and join a growing community available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and many more. Take care and take flight. So welcome back, our faithful Take Flight listeners. We are happy to have you for our last episode of 2021 and what a wild year it's been with the pandemic with cryptocurrencies with the lockdowns with the uk government but anyway we're here we're back with another episode so in this episode we're going to discuss a topic that stays on the previous theme that we discussed when we last sat as a four and that was talking about the metaverse we will entertain in this episode the idea of receiving a portion of our salary in cryptocurrency specifically bitcoin and the benefits and drawbacks that that could pose we also discuss much more. If you enjoyed the episode on the metaverse or want to know more about cryptocurrencies, sit back, listen, and enjoy the ride for 2021. Take off, take flight with you. We never fly, but we're flying. So without further ado, how is everyone doing? P, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm really good. We just um, we picked up the keys to our to our new apartment today, so we're moving this week. Um, and it's just incredible to be in a new space with the family. Karim's happy. Lauren's super happy. So we are. Um, bit, I'm a bit tired because obviously doing some moving today. Um, but um, yeah, good. All good. It's going to be a great holiday. Looking forward to it. I think nice, the rest nice. has been earned. Are you sure? I'm positive. I know the rest has been done. <laughs> how's, how's the how's the how's the how's the knee, by the way? I knew I knew that was coming. No, the left the left the left knee strong. Just for the listeners to know, um, unless you're not aware of it, P has been on his skipping game again recently. So it's good to just check in to see how it's all holding up. With um skipping game with the red lights. What's the red lights about? Can I understand <laughs> understand the red lights? So before 9 a.m. and after 7 a.m. I use, we use um, the red lights or blue lights or whatever color lights we got. We don't use the, the, these these lights here. For so a second, just... 
It's so why, why light. red light? Because yeah, some, sometimes it's like, that can signify something else from the outside of a. What of can a it signify? I thought I thought I clicked on the OnlyFans um, link. And I saw Pete. <laughs> I saw I, I saw Pete skipping in red lights. I was like, "Whoa, who is this?" <laughs> no, no, no. It's just it's just uh, um yeah. So you can you can have these lights. You can just function with different colors. Um, so can anyone? Every... Can anyone? Can can people from outside see the color of the lights? Yeah, it's a light, isn't it? Oh, I don't get the joke. Your own time. Okay, so Google, Google Amsterdam red light. Um, and you red lights. Yeah. How do you guys put? How do you guys put the red light with the skipping? And and I don't understand this. Because that's what it's known for. It's just me and it's just me skipping. But that's that's where your mind mind goes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Question then. Whilst you've been skipping, have you ever had knocks on the door? (laughs) <laughs> no, it's it's um but all good but yeah, though, right? All all good people, all, all good, yeah, all, all healthy. No, no, all good, all good. I I just I didn't see that joke coming. So it's it's uh, just 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 I, on I, that I didn't one. see how that I didn't see how that was viewed from, from the outside looking in. Just um, be careful when you move to a new apartment, yeah, because they might think, oh, New people, new, new people on the block. No, okay. it's actually, no, no. In, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, and I and I need to go and do the the, the further reading, but it's actually um, more. Of, I think it's better for your eyes if you have uh, a low. I think getting of light in the evenings, in the mornings, right? So these lights are way too bright. So that was actually why we got it. And in the end, I got an option that had multiple different colors. So, but the red is obviously my favorite color. Alexa, turn living room light one red. I was going to do the same thing. (laughs) Alexa, turn living room light two red. Alexa, study light red. Oh, I actually have it. Let's see if I can connect (laughs) it. Go to the next person. Shuel, Shuel, how are you? So why are you guys making jokes about red lights? (laughs) You guys, because I don't, I don't use the red light like like you. (laughs) No, I use it like every day. Every day, it's 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 really good. Okay, see, it seems like it seems like Daniel's setup is a bit more crisper than yours, Oli. The way the way I'll share the, I'll share the article that that speaks about the the, the benefit of um, um different lighting at different times of the day. Okay, yeah, glad, glad to hear, glad to hear the knees knees holding up here. It's looking strong. It's looking strong. Listen, you guys need to stop <laughs> this knee business because you see me. Listen, listen. The thing is the thing. Listen, my knees are probably stronger than all of you guys. Like, I'm thinking at some point in time that this is going on for too long. <laughs> it's because oh my God. I think what, what we need to do at some point, we need to share some of the stories that Shuel seen me in with, with regards to my knees. That's why he, that's why it's always him coming with it. Anyways. Shuel, how are you? Yeah, sure. I'm how good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Back home, uh, back home for, for Christmas. Um, yeah, all good. Good. <laughs> No, no knees locking here. No, all, all good. All good. Family's good. Um, got my mortgage approved for the new family home for next year. So I got that Come confirmation on. today. Come on. Um, congratulations. Congrats, that's a, that's bro. a, that'd be a good celebration for the family in the new year. But you know, all, uh, all good. Um, trying to give myself the space to have some time off. But then, you know, you, you got used to kind of working and doing things that now suddenly actually, in giving myself intentional rest and intentional space has actually taken a conscious effort actually um yeah i can't, I can't relate no i'm looking forward to the break 
No, but I'm looking forward to the break. Uh, break. I'm also planning to to travel and yeah, hopefully catch up with some of you guys in person in London before before the closeout of the year. But overall, overall, good in a in a good space. Olu, how are you doing? Um, great. Um, holiday period is a great time to reflect um, mm. and also spend time with family. So, um, looking forward to Christmas with the family, the nephews, mom, brothers, etc. It's going to be a great time slowing down work-wise. Um, still closing a few deals. It feels like that side doesn't doesn't end. But um, life is good, man. It's a great time to reflect and think about the opportunities for the next year, which hopefully will involve more traveling. So Bali I'm still waiting for that. But if that Bali trip doesn't happen next year, Lou, I never want to hear about it again. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's definitely going to happen <laughs> next year. For sure. And Daniel, so how are you doing? I'm I'm doing good. It's been the first few days of holiday, which I was saying to someone I feel a bit lost because I haven't really had this time to switch off and not travel. Well, the last time I switched off, I was traveling. The last time, mm. sorry, the last time I switched off properly, I was traveling, but I still was logging into email. Uh, and then the last time I was had a week off, I ended up taking maybe two and a half days off because I was going to do some work. Mm. Um, but now I'm in a situation where. I haven't got any access to my emails, so um, I'm forced to to relax and recharge. What, what am I? What am I hearing? I'm hearing. I'm hearing that you guys are struggling to take time off and relax. Should be easy. I'll be honest. You all had a, I think you had a good year, a strong year. Switch off. I think the pandemic's changed my, has changed my my work ethic. Has changed me into almost finding it difficult at times to switch off. If I'm honest with you, mm. but in the evenings it's fine. But then I end up. On days off, I will check my email. When I'm working, like Monday to Friday, I'm cool. But then when I'm off, I will check. When in weekends, I will check. And no one's, no one's messaging me, but I just feel the urge to check and to try and step and stay on top of things. Yeah. But now I'm forced to sort of just relax and do life admin and other life things. So it's helping to some degree. But I also feel I get tired a lot quicker in the early, in the late, late morning. Mm. Yeah, but all good other than that. So for this episode, I'm going to provide some context, uh, give a bit of background um, in, before we, we share some ideas. So as I mentioned, keeping on the adjacent theme of the metaverse and all that it brings, it's been a wild ride this year in the world of crypto or crypto land, as I call it at times. Many cryptocurrencies reached their all-time highs, such as Bitcoin surpassing around the 69,000 mark. Um, Venezuela even adopted Bitcoin as a legal tender in September and have allowed its citizens to even pay their taxes using Bitcoin. The president often tweets, buy the dip, usually <laughs> to some sort of some sort of a buying a, 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 a bullish market. Um, did, yeah. uh, New York's newly elected mayor, Eric Adams, said he wants his first three paychecks in Bitcoin. Many football players, when I say football, not American football, and I'm not going to say soccer, I mean football, players in the MLS <laughs> and sports stars in the US are now taking a portion of their salaries in cryptocurrency. The ability, the ability to be paid in crypto isn't available in the UK, well, not yet anyway, but we'll be discussing maybe how would our approach to be, how would our approach to it be if we were allowed and afforded that opportunity. So with all that said, and us being more receptive of investing in cryptocurrencies, as you've heard in the last few episodes of the podcast, do we really believe its value to the extent that we would allow a portion of our salary to be paid in a form of cryptocurrency? 
I'm going to start off with someone who's dramatically and drastically changed their views on investing in the last couple of months, and that's UP. So to start uh, off with, <laughs> yeah, you know it's coming. Tell me, tell me why. I'm... Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no. I, so I say, I say you because I know traditionally you've always been property, 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 some... property versus stocks or <laughs> yeah, property, yeah, yeah. and then it yeah, came, yeah, you know, yeah. some equities, and then you're talking about maybe you know just selling out every, all your all your, your whole portfolio in equities or a large portion of it and going all in in crypto. So, how would your approach be if you were allowed or given opportunity? Yeah. Now, just to be clear for the listeners, when I was defending property I, we, and I had stocks in the background, I just had to take a position, you know. So, um, but um, yeah, just just wanted to make that known. Otherwise, I get get branded as this property guy and has no ideas about stocks, like Olu tries to paint me as. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So, so I've got I've got a, I've got an opinion on this with regards to what personally I would do, and actually thinking about this for listeners and maybe the average person because this is actually quite quite a topic. So, me personally with my understanding of the history of money and just having maybe an investor's mindset, I would take a portion of my salary in Bitcoin. And the key word there, the operating word there is, is a portion. And I think it's because it's this whole play around, it's what we know about how equity works, right? And so it's, my salary is, my salary is a fixed payment, you know, every four weeks based on my contracted hours. And that doesn't change. Whereas the opportunity to invest in something like Bitcoin is the opportunity to grow wealth and it's connected to, you know, the markets in that sense. So I think for me, it would be also a way to learn more about Bitcoin. It's like it's like this this pull mechanism Um, and the whole idea of just attaching, you know, um, my work from the ability to create wealth is something that is attracted to me. So I would I would certainly take a portion of my of my um, salary in Bitcoin. And okay, cool. and, and to put, 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 putting you on the spot, what kind of percentage allocation are you referring to, or what would you consider? So I probably, uh, without thinking too deep, twenty percent. Twenty percent sounds. I would take a twenty percent um, split, and I'll just basically figure out how to live on the eighty percent, um, and then and see what happens with that twenty percent. But I think I think there's mm-hmm. an opportunity because I mean I know we're talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is very special, but I take a step back and look at it from Mac macro perspective and think to myself it's a little bit like someone giving you an opportunity to invest in a stock at the beginning of your career right and would you have taken that and we know what we know what the difference you talk about like what separates billionaires from millionaires it's it's that equity right the 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 millions is based on work the billions is based on your equity positions so that's just my line of thinking okay sure how about you um so i thought this was a great question to ask daniel and i think it really sets us up for a good discussion i think for me i'm in the camp where i would say yes so i would take salary in bitcoin not all of it i even i even thought about the percentages as well beforehand i probably thought maybe one third i would give it a try because I mean, fiat currencies and the currencies that we're all getting, we know that inflation, especially at the moment, and Daniel's done a great takeaway episode, by the way, for the listeners on inflation. So that's worth checking back in case you haven't listened to it. But inflation is something that is impacting all these fiat currencies. So this is always going to be a depreciating asset the second it gets into your bank account. Whereas with Bitcoin, from what we've 
understood about it and daniel you're probably in a better position than all of us we're probably at the early stages even still now of something that will really transform the way that money is transferred and used and as a utility in the world so to get a portion of your salary in something that has the room to appreciate in value versus cash which probably won't um i think is is good and i think in our case we've spoken about it in quite a lot of episodes extensively that we are all investing our cash anyway. So where, even if we get it in cash, it's not staying in cash for very long. It's been transferred and converted into a real asset very quickly. But I think in this case, this is why I would still like to have at least two thirds of that cash uh, to invest that in other areas and have maybe a third in in uh, Bitcoin. I know your question, Daniel, was actually probably broader across other cryptocurrencies. I would hesitate with other cryptocurrencies, but I think Bitcoin with it becoming as established as it has done, um, with as many stakeholders as it has got now, I would be happy to do it in, in one third. And I think similar to what P was saying, if I could get my salary income now as a certain percentage in the company stock, would I take it? I probably would, actually. Um, we're not given that option. We're given that option in terms of our annual bonus. Uh, but then the monthly salary, again, you get the option of getting your income in an appreciating or an asset that could potentially appreciate. So, yeah. So my answer would be yes. It would be partial. Um, and it would be specifically Bitcoin in this case. <clears throat> okay, yeah, I think I so yeah, I used the, the Bitcoin as an example because it's often referred to as digital gold. So you know, mm. Bitcoin is the established uh, cryptocurrency that Satoshi Nakamoto released the white paper on thirty first of October two thousand and eight, um, and I think the first Bitcoin was mined in two thousand and nine, if I'm not incorrect. So I, you know, and all the other coins when we refer to just a bit of background for everyone who's listening who may be new to crypto is an altcoin, which often you hear altcoins. An altcoin is anything other than Bitcoin. So ETH or Ether, which is the coin that runs on the Ethereum network, and all the other coins that you've heard of are termed altcoins. Um, but yeah, so I use Bitcoin because it's termed digital gold. But Olu, how about you? What, what, would, you, what would your position be? What would your stance be? Yes, Tradition. no? I'm going I'm I'm to go at this question kind of different um, because I think... I agree with P and Shawal in regards to a portion of my net worth will be in cryptocurrency or should be in cryptocurrency. But I think more looking at your question in regards to would I trade my salary for cryptocurrency? Um, I would go with the answer no. Um, now, Personal finance, right, is there's no right or wrong answer there. It's personal to the individual. Now, when I heard the question, the first thing I considered was what world do we live in, right? We live in a fiat world. As much as we want to talk about crypto, commodity, we live in a world where it's a government-issued fiat world. Our mortgages, if you go to the grocery shop, right, you can't pay, in most cases, in crypto. I can't pay in gold or silver. I pay with pounds, dollars, yens. My mortgage payment comes out each month. The expectation is that I'm paying in the currency of the country in which I live. Um, I wanted to, because I think when people say partially, I think that's like an easy answer, right? I was like, would I take 100% or zero or none? And the reality of that is we live in a fiat world. We need that currency. Now, are there scenarios in which I would forfeit and take... 100% yes, if I had other passive incomes, which were covering my cost of living. So if I had, and I think a lot of the people that you mentioned initially 
who have sacrificed their salary for Bitcoin, they're earning other forms of income mm-hmm. in fiat currency. So I want to, I, I always try to say, let me go to the extreme version. So 100% or none, my answer would be no. Mm-hmm. And the reason why, and building more on that is, um, whenever I think about salary sacrifice, I try to think about guaranteed benefits. So whenever I think about salary sacrifice, I think of, is there a tax benefit? So currently today, I sacrifice my um, salary to put into my pension. The way the world works, HMRC, I get a tax benefit. I pay less tax by putting my money there. If I got it in crypto, I wouldn't get that benefit. Another reason why I do salary sacrifice is free money. So my company, like um, Shuel mentioned, um, they give equity of the company. Because they own the equity or the company, they're able to give me company shares at a 15% discount. That is guaranteed free money. No one owns cryptocurrency, so I can't get a discount on cryptocurrency. I'm only able to purchase it at whatever the price is at that particular time. Um, And then the last one is around accessibility. So cryptocurrency is readily available for everyone. So if I receive my salary, I can make the decision to purchase cryptocurrency. It's not the same as if I was investing or working for like a, a private company where there's no publicly traded stocks or there's no way of me purchasing this, then maybe there'll be a consideration of, okay, sacrificing my salary to be able to purchase equity or purchase an asset that not everyone can purchase. So those are like the three key benefits and sacrificing my salary for crypto doesn't meet any of those three points. Mm -hmm. And based on the tax laws in the UK, HMRC have stated that if you earn your salary in um, crypto is just seen as income. So you'll pay full tax on it. You'll pay full national insurance. So I'll rather earn the fiat currency and then purchase as many cryptocurrency as I would mm. want to, mm. to balance my portfolio. Now there's mm. only one benefit I can see really in regards to sacrificing your salary and that's personal emotions, right? Automating it by coming out of your salary means I don't forget it. I can put 5%, 10% and it automatically comes out my salary. I don't have to, but you can now do that through a brokerage. I can directly purchase Bitcoin outside of it. So me personally, the answer would be no, because there's no guaranteed benefit of me sacrificing my salary in terms of getting crypto or uh, Bitcoin in our scenario. But would I purchase it in my portfolio? Yes, I would have 10% allocation of my net worth in cryptocurrency. Um, And then just the last point of it is when I was thinking about that one and zero answer, so 100% of my salary in crypto or zero, let's not forget about the the crashes that happened in crypto, right? So I can name some of the crashes that we've seen. So imagine just a simple scenario, your salary was 100K. In what date was this? Let me get some dates out. In December 2017 to December 2018, cryptocurrency dropped by 84%. You tell me who can afford for their salary if it was to come 100% to crash at 84%. Obviously, there's a benefit of it going up. But like I mentioned initially, we live in a fiat world. So I can't tell my my mortgage provider, hey, I don't have it. Crypto dropped 84%. 
I need to feed my family. Like, nah, they're not going to listen to that. So my answer, if we were being, if we were being, um, yes or no, my answer would be no. And the reason is because I don't see any benefit of it coming out of my salary when I have accessibility to that market after the fact. There's no tax benefit. Yep. There's no free cash. Um, my company doesn't own Bitcoin. So if it goes missing, who do I call? Who do you guys call if Bitcoin decides to go to zero tomorrow? Does Bitcoin have a head office? No, it doesn't. It's decentralized. So blockchain. Decentralized. But no, no, you, 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 you raise some good, you raise some good points. And this is time for its first of its kind. It's a TFB take flight breakdown. So <laughs> I, made, yeah, I made that up on the spot. So you've, for those who've been listening, you've heard us say fiat, fiat, fiat. So what is fiat? So fiat money is a government-issued currency that is not backed by any physical commodity, such as gold, silver, but it's rather backed by the government that issued it. So in the UK, the fiat currency is the Great British Pound Sterling. In the in the US, it's the US dollar. In Jamaica, it's the Jamaican dollar. In, um, in Thailand, it's the Thai baht. So that's what, in Switzerland, it's the Swiss franc. So that's what we refer to when we're saying fiat currency. So thank you, Oli, for your very extensive, detailed um, outlining of why you wouldn't take it. And it's good that, you know, we don't all agree on that. And I, I like the extreme that you chose of a fully backed salary in Bitcoin. And jumping on or continuing from where you left off, I use some numbers to explain, well, why I would take a portion um, of my salary in Bitcoin, um, not full amount. And I would be, for the reasons mentioned, you want cash flow, you want fiat. The, the way we transact currently is all fiat. We'll go on to talk about the future and what that could present as opportunities. But right now, in this day and age, we transact in fiat. And in the UK, it's against the pound sterling. So I use some examples and I've taken specifically from this year because Bitcoin has been quite volatile. You know, Oli mentioned about 2017, 2018 and how the crash. And Bitcoin has a, has a four-year cycle. So every four years, there is some sort of downturn. You know, the question is right now, is it bearish? Is it a super cycle? Or is it the continued Bitcoin four-year four cycle? The hash rates also change every four years of the way that it's mined. So Bitcoin halves every four years. But let's not digress. If we talk about a modest of, say, a sa sacrificing or converting a thousand pounds of your salary into Bitcoin. So if you did this at the end of your January paycheck, so a thousand pounds, um, so from January to February, Bitcoin increased by 34%. So you would have had that £1,000 would be worth £1,340. I've used the last um, calendar day of each month for my price calculations. And I'll, I'll do, I'll quickly go through it on a month by month and then I'll do cumulative. So please just bear with me. I will speak quite quickly. So January to February, Bitcoin increased by 34%. February to March increased by 32%. March to April, it went down 1.78%. April to May, it went down um, negative, sorry, negative 37%. May to June, negative 3%. June to July, positive 20%. July to August, plus 13%. I'll change positive to plus, sorry for the confusion. August to September, negative 4.7%. September to October, plus 38%, sorry. And October to November, negative 4.3%. So when you look at that cumulative, um, I should have mentioned the numbers there, but um, adding on the £1,000 each month based on the percentage increase from the previous month. Um, at the end of February, um, that, sorry, adding on end of January plus February is £1,000. That would be worth £3,088. Um, so, so the 2000 would have grown by 1088 The following month, it would have been 4015 
then it would have been down to 3,159, then up to 4,034 the following month, then up to 6,041 the following month, then up to 7,957 the following month, up again to 8,536, up to 13,159, and as of the end of November, up to 13,551. So what that represents is there's been from January to end of November, a plus 35% that you would have got. So what would have been worth 10,000 in your bank would have been now worth 13,551. And I can tell you that beats inflation. We know inflation's at an all-dangerous <laughs> all-time high, which is ridiculous. So that helped me paint the picture of, I wouldn't invest a full my full salary. I would invest a portion of my salary. And that probably would help because outside of my salary, I would probably be investing in crypto anyway. So having the ability to convert some of my um, my, my salary into Bitcoin may also help me alleviate transaction fees of having to buy it myself. But then Oli raised a good point about you're still under U UK jurisdiction, UK laws, HMRC. So if Bitcoin was to go up, say, a thousand percent, would I be obliged to pay capital gains tax? That's another element and factor you have to play in. Um, and that, you know, I, we don't know because crypto is very much unregulated at the moment. The SEC in the US, um, the FCA in the UK and many other regulators are trying to put some regulation around it. Uh, what, what, what that is, we don't know yet, but we have to wait and see. That may come into play next year, the year after. But it made me think about, okay, from this year alone's performance, would I want to? And yeah, I probably would want to. And if we went back to the example of January 2017 to 2020, January 2018 to now, I haven't got the numbers, but that increase is, is significant, significantly higher um, than the numbers I shared with you. So it's something that, you know, it's interesting. Mm. And I guess we could um, currently, well, you, we could see what happens in the future. Yeah. No, I was, I was actually going to, um, some really good takes. And I think Olu's take was fantastic because, you know, I, I, as I mentioned before, I looked at it from what I would personally do. My, But I also took a step back and thought, if you try to have this as a discussion amongst people that understand the salary today and they work, right? Um, and I think it'd be very difficult to, to influence and persuade because ultimately what we're talking about is changing the nature of how a salary works. It's a fixed payment every two to four weeks that people expect tied to your contracted hours. Um, and then af after the fact, which you mentioned, Olu, if you want to invest in Bitcoin, then that could be an option. Um, a couple of other things that came to mind is one, Daniel, as you was going through those... Um, those performance swings i was thinking is it in the best interest of an employer to pay their employees um part in bitcoin can you imagine employees sitting at their desk and the markets are going up and down how productive do you think they'll be and i even i even think about a time where in the company i work with um there was a time where the stock the price the share price was moving closer to an all-time high the company decided to take it off their home home dashboard because they noticed that people were actually too vested into what was happening in the market. So that's actually a perspective also to consider, right? I know we're, we're having the wider discussion, but I think ultimately the other thing I wanted to add here is that a lot of this is based on where you are in the cycle of your career and life. If you was at the point of retiring, you wouldn't take any of your money in Bitcoin because you're looking for a set <laughs> guaranteed return. We're at a stage where a lot of us are, uh, have a high appetite to invest. So we actually see it as something that could make sense because we believe that, there's a risk, but if we were to, if it was to go down or up, it wouldn't actually impact our livelihood so much. So, um, but yeah, it's a very, it's a very interesting discussion because it talks about changing the nature of how a salary works, which is a fixed amount of money that you 
expect to receive. Um, and I think Olu's point on it going down, the idea of your salary decreasing has never entered any of our minds. <laughs> I think there'd Ever. be like a civil war if that was... Can you imagine? Imagine, imagine 84%. This year, you're going to get paid 20% less than last year. Imagine the reaction. So it's, yeah. it's, and, that's um, why, and that's why I think I try to take it from a situation of... Like what Daniel... Everything that Daniel said highlights the importance of investing mm. in my mind. Like it, all it is... And, but I'm trying to say, okay what is the benefit of it coming out of my salary? And I need to get something guaranteed for it to come out of my salary. Like, I, it can't be... Like, I think Daniel mentioned one other benefit I didn't consider. Maybe you save on brokerage fees if it comes out of your salary. Maybe your employer covers that. But again, I want to be able to... If I can... I need to get something free, which is tax benefit, free money. If, you're, if now we're having a conversation of you pay me 100K in fiat or you pay me 200K in Bitcoin, now that's a completely different conversation. I see <laughs> some sort of free money there, right? But if it's the same number, unfortunately for me, I would rather control it in terms of investing myself and deciding how much of my portfolio I'd like to put there. Um, I mean, that's the key thing. But I think what Daniel mentioned is just really the importance of investing and having mm. a portion in crypto, for sure. The last thing I'll just add is just um, I think we need to see more use cases for cryptocurrencies in general, how you can use it, how you can leverage it, how you can earn. I mean, there are ways to earn money off, off your crypto, but the more use cases that come forward, I think would definitely increase the appetite to getting involved in, in cryptocurrency. That's a, um, that's a conversation I want to have with Daniel, because this <laughs> is because I know you, and maybe it would jump in a little bit forward in terms of what the future of this is. But would you. I'm struggling. No, let's, stop, let's, let's, let's stop into it right now. Yeah. I'm <laughs> struggling. Daniel, I'm struggling. Already, strapped. Go on, go so I think Daniel mentioned something in regards to what fiat currency is. There's no intrinsic value in fiat currency. Similar to what people can quote unquote say with digital currency. There's no intrinsic value like gold. There's a material that we can dig or have. Now, my problem with digital currency is the space that we're at right now is very speculative and people are not using it as a peer-to-peer -peer transaction currency. People are more using it as I'm going to store this with a speculating that in the future is going to be worth more. And I struggle to see a time that we're for multiple reasons, but I struggle to see a time where we're going to be just trading in Bitcoin, where it's like, okay, let me just pay everything in Bitcoin. Like go to the grocery, pay in Bitcoin, because everyone is right now in a point of I'm, buying it as an asset to hopefully for it to grow in the future, which means I'm not spending it. And then more importantly, there's no one that we can contact because it's decentralized, like which is the benefit of it. If something goes wrong, if there's any question, there's no headquarter for me to call. So <laughs> like, what do you see in that? Ellison? Do you ever think we're going to reach Daniel. a point where we're transacting fully in cryptocurrency? Daniel, finish him. Finish him. Go on, Daniel. <laughs> Your <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not going to finish it because I, I, I agree to a lot of what Olu's saying because right now it's used as a store of value. It's not used as a peer-to-peer -peer system as which the white paper of Satoshi Nakamoto states that it's a peer-to-peer -peer network. And when you look on, maybe, I don't know, and to, to your point, Olu, maybe in the next couple of years we won't see Bitcoin used as a legal tender to buy goods. Mm -hmm. Well, not in the UK, but in Venezuela it's happening. Um but as we enter the metaverse and as we, you know, explored that 
in, in greater detail a few episodes ago, maybe there'll be a use case for cryptocurrencies on, in the metaverse. So when you think about the metaverse, when you're going to be transacting, because I don't know if you heard, well, we shared it in, in our chat that Snoop Dogg has his own, his own sort of, his own, his he's kid, in the metaverse. Replicating, replicating yeah, his in the metaverse. Yeah, yeah, he's building his own house in the metaverse. He's going to have private parties. You can you know trade NFTs and all of those, those things. To be able to transact in the metaverse, you'll need to use some form of cryptocurrency. So maybe the cryptocurrency is going to have more value in the metaverse than on in our physical earth. But then also, go on, Sophie. And you just to plug in, we have all heard of companies. I think there have been cases. It's not it's not wide cases, but there have been um, cases in pockets where people are offering. Uh, um, I think real estate. Um, Elon Musk is talking about things in Tesla where you can actually pay for these products and services with cryptocurrency. So when you say, then you mentioned like it's not, it's just not, a, it's just not a wide use case. But there are not yet. There are, not uh, yet. Daniel, um, not yet. Uh, P, so, the reason so, why is let's take point. for example, you had one thousand pounds worth of uh, or a hundred thousand pounds of Bitcoin right now. Would you use that on a on a Tesla, or would you save it thinking that the value is going to go up in the future? Yeah, but that's because where we are right now, and that's also based on. But to answer, so your your question is more. You was actually originally saying you don't see how this could actually be something which is traded in the future. No, which I don't I think... see it being used as a currency. So I don't see it readily used like how use notes in terms of transactions where I'm like, here, P, here's five pounds for whatever service or whatever. I don't ever, I don't see people the way I'm seeing the market. You're in the wrong circle. Right now, you're in the wrong circle. You're in the wrong circle. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Not, maybe we're <laughs> in the wrong circle, but even no, it's it, true. No, if, in fact, it's factual because they've actually said the majority of the wealth in Bitcoin is actually held by people that have never sold and are not planning to sell. So that's statistically is proven that a lot of the, the, the but this people... Is, but this is, yeah, go ahead. So go, yeah. go ahead a lot of people that. that own Bitcoin and these cryptocurrencies are hold forever. They're not trying to transact in it. So that's what the data shows. Hold forever based on the information they have today. But let's also remember that we're so early in this entire um, digital currency space this is why I'm saying the use cases will need to come through for us to understand what we can do. I think today's view from from maybe the top investors is hold. It's a great it's a great hedge against inflation and other and other and other pieces. But at a later stage, I do think there will be a, a very um, um, clear case as to how you could actually trade. That's just my belief. Yeah. I see as gold. Unfortunately, I see it like gold. Right. Like gold is. They say gold. Bitcoin is the crypto version of gold. Right, we we never get to a place where people are now going to be just trading gold or using gold for meaningless transactions. You're going to always use a fiat. Now, do I believe fiat currency is going to be the form that we have, where it's physical? No, I do believe the use case of peer-to-peer transactions is going to be. But I honestly feel like whatever currency that we're using on a day-to-day basis will be always backed by some sort of government. It won't be decentralized. That's my view. That, well, that that's a good point because when you talk about regulated, centralized governments and everything, governments don't like cryptocurrency because it's not regulated. There's no central authority. There's no regulatory body. It's not owned by anyone, and that's their fear: is that crypto, in in the whole in the whole sense, would be dominating and affecting central banks. It would then affect governments. It would then affect. Um, interest rates and the whole economic, the you know, the whole of a country's um, economics, and that's the problem they have. 
right now China are creating the digital one. You heard earlier this year, you heard China banned crypto completely from the country. You then heard a month later, China banned crypto mining. Over 70% of crypto mining was done in China. But the market didn't negatively, wasn't negatively impacted. Actually, uh, the prices increased within 90 days of Bitcoin. But I said that because China wanted, don't want, you know, the country that they are, they don't want anything to interfere with their digital currency. They probably want to use it as some sort of controlling mechanism. And it was mentioned that in the Winter Olympics, which happened in February next year, they're going to release their initial trial of the digital one, um, of, of, of using it as transactional. There are many other countries that have developed a CBDC. CBDC is a central bank digital currency. Nigeria actually created one and released it in September, October this year. They have the, the e-Naira, which is one-to-one with the physical Naira. Um, Sweden actually thought about doing this last year, and many other countries have thought about creating a digital currency. The UK and the EC, the UK Bank of England are in the investigation stages, um, but don't aren't you know their their investigation stage is very long. It's up until like the next another two years. The ECB, um, the president of the ECB, um, Christine Lagarde, who was the former French president, she's also looking at digital currencies for um, the ECB as well. But when you think about long term, I don't think central banks, I don't think governments are going to be for it. They want to regulate it. They want to control it. But then when you think about the future in a parallel universe, say the metaverse, and how, you know, the use cases in the metaverse and what they can be would be to socialize, to work, to transact, to play and to create. And you'd also have horizontal worlds in the metaverse, which you can also um, interact with um, in a horizontal layer where you'd also have ownership, you'd have payments, communication and history. So things like Discord, which exists now, can be in the metaverse. Then you've got games like Roblox and you've got other things, um, Axie Infinity, which is gaming on the meta- in the metaverse as well. So I think when we think about the future, and I, to be honest, I don't think we can f- fully comprehend mm. the opportunities the metaverse is going to bring. So our conversation now is probably going to be, we're probably not even going to touch the tip of the iceberg when we reach that. We're thinking, well, our minds weren't really open enough to even think what opportunities there could have been. This could be just a tiny portion of what what presents itself in five years' time, in 10 years' time. And it's just, I can't comprehend it. We don't know what direction it's going to go. I think when, you know, thinking about in an institutionalised or in the financial markets, when banks, when financial institutions that have huge amounts of money, crypto now is at, what, just 2.2, 2.3, close to 3 trillion market cap uh, by by um, asset class, mm. for us to get to ten trillion by my um, uh, ten trillion um, industry or asset class, the real money needs to come from institutions. It needs to come from the mm. tier one, the main big banks, U- U.S. banks, U.K. banks, European banks. Once they do that, that shows there's some sort of adoption. There's some sort of you're 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 standing by your condoning your What's the word I'm looking for? Just you're advocating for it. You're advocating, yeah. 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 And once that's done, I think then people really see the prices shoot up astronomically. For sure. I think, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a combination of what you're discussing. I do believe governments will make their own version of digital currency, um, which will be our what we class as fiat currency today, backed by the government. And then people will use that to transact in cryptocurrencies, which will be used for metaverse, et cetera. Um, or it'll be used, or people will purchase Bitcoin, Ethereum, 
where it's more of the speculative element. But what I like about this, and we laughed about it in the previous episode, is I'm a traditional investor. So I'm just looking at the technology. <laughs> I'm just looking at the technology that's going to feed all of it. Because let's be honest, like Daniel said, there's no way of us guessing what the future is. So I think it's multiple things where it's, okay, make sure 5 10% of my portfolio is in crypto, making sure X, Y, Z, making sure I invest in the technology, which should last the whole um, yeah. the whole roller coaster. But there's no way I'll take 100% of my salary on uh, on crypto. Who do I call if it goes to zero? Who do I call? That's, that's why you need to have a ledger yourself. You need to have your own private ledger where you can have you know you, know, you have. And I lose my password. If it, I lose if my it, password. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Let me ask a question. Just a question. If it goes to zero, who are you calling anyway? Who's who's talking to you about what? What are they going to explain to? But it's, you? A, it's the same. But if you hit exactly, if a stock <laughs> goes to zero, if your Facebook <laughs> goes to zero. See, this I is think what people make. So people make this mistake and compare that. If a company goes bankrupt, it goes through a bad debt collection element where the assets in which the company owns. <laughs> that is old. Is but you're let's not getting please, jacked. Let's not please talk about it. It's not this the same. But you're not getting old jacked. School. No. <laughs> you're not getting a penny. People, you're not people getting have a penny. that assumption, yeah, where it's like, oh, what if, if if I invest zero, whatever, et cetera. No, there's a list. You're a shareholder. You own, it's just you own the assets of the company and then they divide it. Maybe you might not get the same value. It's completely different from crypto going to zero. Same with currencies. If if the if let's be honest, if the pound, the US dollar completely crashes and goes, so we got bigger problems than <laughs> we got bigger problems than the money. It must be the end of the world. Oh. Like, I, 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 there's a saying that when you go to Vegas, yeah, that's like, that's ironic because it's worth it has no there's value. There's a saying that's that when you go to Vegas and places, the house always wins. Mm. And let's not get this twisted. <laughs> The US government, the Bank of England are not gonna lose. <laughs> no matter what. Listen, Olu is old school. Olu is so, old school. Yo, no, 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 you 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 raise no you, you raise you raise a good point because when you think about even I can see this guy on the hotline this, when 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 the, this, when the Bitcoin goes to zero trying to call being told to wait for five minutes. He's on that music, you know the music that plays in the background. In the... <laughs> who do I call? You know who who I call it? I'm calling cool. Daniel Johnson. That's who I'm calling. I'm like, Daniel. The number you've called is not is it's not in service. Daniel, Daniel would have liquidated a week before. That, but that but that all comes but that thing is that all comes down to part of your decision to take it in, in part salary is part of you understanding the risks, right? So yeah. it's it's it encompasses your decision. So it's it's a case of you can't then say oh it's going to zero who who are now cool. You knew that before you took the decision. So it's just um the nature of how it works. Right, and are you for it, and are you against it? But um, but yeah, Daniel, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say in terms of like the the currency falling, even in the past week, I think the Turkish lira dropped 100 basis points, and it's the lowest it's been in 38 years, and that's crazy, and that's you know that was directed by the the, the president. But when you think about Olu's point about if Bitcoin went to zero, we saw was it last month or the or the month before that someone created a Squid Game token, and people bought it. It went up and then they ran off about $2 million. And that's how scary this this industry is because anyone can create a token. You can, you know, create a white paper, make a website, make it look nice, be say it's a community project or whatever you what it's for, create the token, list it, and people can buy it. And then you can, you know, people can do pump and dump. And that's the scary thing. Because of cases like that, 
it's a, people want it to be more regulated because of the risks associated to it. Because a lot of young people who don't fully understand investing are not even case of are sometimes not even investing their own money. They're taking out loans. There was one case I think we even spoke about that guy who took out a twenty five k loan when GameStop was you know yeah, crazy, and then he was using some sort of derivative. So derivatives, I think he was doing. Uh, uh, what was he doing? Was he contract for difference? And he got screwed over. There was a there was a kid that there was a kid that over. There was a kid that committed suicide based on how much he owed. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure because of his margin. Because yeah, his margin, margin. No, that's a different guy, but it's because of his margin call. Yeah, exactly. That's that's so, great. The Great Depression 2.0. Right, yeah, and, and and that's what and that's what the government is trying to. A lot of people think okay, and this is the balance that I always have is how do you create a fair market which allows people to grow wealth and how do you protect people from a uh, great depression? And oh, cryptocurrency. We believe that that is the case, right? Yeah, it's so, an open financial system. Oh, it's cryptocurrency. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. No, but, you know what's interesting? Just quickly, just to circle back, I do find it interesting how Olu said... Um, if the pound or the dollar went to zero, we've got some big problems, right? And I was just thinking to myself, <laughs> well, we, we all know that... No, it's just the way he said it, because he was like... No, we've got, got, we got, like, we got bigger issues issue. there. <laughs> but I do find it interesting how, at the same... In you saying that, we all know that that um, it has no intrinsic value, and the value that money has is the value that we give it. We believe it... We trade, that, that gives it belief that it has value. Mm. So in actual fact, I was just thinking it's a bit like a like I don't know like a, a theory. If it went to zero, it's not worth anything anyway. You know, just to, just to build on that um, point, I think with with Bitcoin and we've spoken about it before, and I think in the examples that Daniel and Olive have given, you've seen the roller coaster of how it goes up and down. But at the points where Bitcoin, if you think back to 2017, which they kind of categorize as a crypto winter because of how the whole market got wiped out. At that point, Bitcoin lost almost 90% of its value, but it hit a floor price. And that floor price was uh, was almost, you could say, the new bottom. And I think at these points where it's lost a considerable amount of value, there's still been a value that's been held at a few thousand dollars at some mm. point, but that still becomes the bottom. So I think if it was ever going to go to zero, maybe it's famous last words, but if it was ever going to go to zero, then it probably would have gone to zero at certain points. And I think now the state that it's in, the fact that countries are adopting it, the examples that Daniel gave up front about mayors of large cities like New York saying, yeah, I'll take my salary in it. I think it's gone beyond the point of hitting zero. And building on P's point, I think if everyone sees it as a, as a value play, then we've already hit the floor with it. And I don't think it's, it's got beyond the stage of hitting zero. And if the ad uh, adoption can only go one way, think the fact that we're having these conversations, Daniel gave these examples, it's, the genie's already out of the bottle. I can't imagine it going backwards anymore. Um, and if that's the case, then there's only one direction that this will move, of course, with roller coasters up and down along the way, which is why actually listening to this convo, I've, I've learned a lot myself and I'm just even more excited, actually. I think between now and 2030, it's going to be a, a crazy ride, but it'd be exciting to be, to, be, to be part of it, of course, in an educated and uh, risk-managed way. And, and you mentioned something about that. You mentioned something about that. And a lot of crypto enthusiasts actually like the crypto winters because what that does is eliminates those who are just here mm. for the ride of creating all time high, all time highs, and aren't really for the long term. It takes them out and has the people that are actually serious about Bitcoin in it. Mm. But um, yeah, 
Um, she will. Um, <laughs> traditional. Traditional. <laughs> you mentioned something in regards to the bottom. Yeah. Um, and I totally agree that Bitcoin cryptocurrency peer-to-peer digital transaction is here to stay forever. Mm-hmm. But if we think about stuff like Bitcoin, the point in which Bitcoin will go to zero is only yep. there's only one thing that will make Bitcoin go to zero. Yeah. If there's an ability, Elon Musk. No, not even, <laughs> not even Elon Musk. If there's technically, because the technology that stands on Bitcoin is the fact that you've got this blockchain logbook. Mm. And the moment that that can, is ever hacked or is able to make a copy or duplicate um, Bitcoin. It can't. It's, it's can't. It can't. No, no, no. It can't. It's I'm we say technology-wise, it hasn't happened today. I'm just saying, if it, that it was It happen, can't be done. The way it's been created, it can't be done. Though. No, no. Let him land. Let him land. Only finish your point. What yeah, I'm saying ahead. is, we're saying, yes, Daniel, I agree with that. It hasn't happened the way it's created. But I'm saying, that's the only scenario that would make you, Bitcoin yeah. zero. Thank you. Like it, it doesn't exist anymore. The day yeah. that ever happens, the technology behind it and the way it was coded hits zero. And Daniel, I agree, it hasn't happened. We hope it doesn't happen, and it was written away. But hey, tell that to all hackers that have done something for the first time. <laughs> I love the, love the fact that Oli's Oli's got like the classic fundamental perspective, and even in the words that you use, the fact that you use the word logbook. but but i'm saying this but i also saying this from a i'm saying this from a person so i want to be transparent i'm saying this from a person that is invested in crypto so i have even though i'm a traditional investor i do see the benefit and i have a small portion which i'm trying to grow to like five ten percent of my portfolio in crypto but i also understand the risks so i would never say all money in And just, 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 just yeah, one no, last comment before we hand it back to uh, Daniel. If anyone wants to see Oli's portfolio, portfolio, he's got a log book that he uses <laughs> to track. I still use pen and paper. There's no way they're hacking me. Oh. One of them leather-bound, dusty le- uh, notebooks that you keep in your pocket everywhere. <laughs> Daniel, no, any, no, any, any, P, P, were you going to say something? Sorry. No, no, I'm going to say any, anything you haven't covered, actually, on, on this. No, no. I think we 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 covered everything that we, you know what I wanted us to, to discuss in the in this um, episode and probably a bit more. And I was going to bring up a few things, but that would be digressing, and that can be a, a future potential episode, which is around the use of the technology behind it, like blockchain, how that could be used in accountancy. So you know, double entry or you know, preventing double entry or triple entry, even in property when you're doing um, uh, the legalities of signing documents. You know, it takes like three to four weeks, five weeks to do all the bits behind it. How about if lawyers and solicitors were able to do something on blockchain, it's immediately done, transacted, signed, and sent across. It's all publicly available as an open ledger. Um, nothing can be done that's scrupulous or nefarious. Um, I think blockchain opens a lot of potential opportunities in other areas other than crypto as well. Um, but yeah, I think you know, we've, we've covered anything. Um, and you know, for all the listeners, I hope this has been an enlightening, epi- an enlightening episode for you on crypto, what our sort of personal view on it is, especially if there was the option of being able to be paid partially in Bitcoin. We don't know what the future holds. We may not be years away from that. We could be many years away from that. But, you know, we have to wait and see how the crypto economy grows and the ways ways companies adopt it. There are a few companies who, who pay their employees in Bitcoin or partially in Bitcoin, not in the UK, but in the US. 
and there are many other payment providers who accept Bitcoin like PayPal and Visa. So before we close, has anyone got anything that they'd like to, to, to say and final their final remarks? Yeah, I think maybe we can just go around and just share. I personally just want to say I thank each and every one of our listeners um, this year and, and the ones that have been with us from the very beginning. Um, we wouldn't be able to continue without you guys. Uh, we love each and every one of you. Uh, so thank you for sticking with us again this year. We hope we just continue to, to, to work and bring you um, interesting topics to debate uh, for many more years to come. So um, thank you. No, just also echoing uh, P's words, I think a big thank you to the listeners. I actually want to do a big thank you to you guys. Um, we, we've increased the the number of episodes that we're doing. We've got takeaways. We've got now interviews now set up and we've got a very exciting lineup for, for next year. Um, but no, just a, it's a pleasure to do this with all of you guys. I think I, I learned something every episode. So just a big thank you to you. And then, of course, thank you to uh, Nandi, our super producer, who puts together all the clips and, and everything. And then, of course, the, the listeners echoing P's words. We wouldn't be here without you. So just a big thank you uh, from me to all of you guys. Yeah, I will echo exactly what P and Shua said. I think number one, thank you is for the listeners. Um, we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you. Um, I always love when we get feedback on sort of the episodes, um, some of the content, what people would like to listen so to. So in 2022, like continue sending us your feedback, topics you would like to hear. We're here to serve you guys um, with the content that we deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second, thank you is obviously Nandi with everything that happens in the background. And making this possible i think 2021 has been easier um, based on that and also daniel with everything you do with the social media that has made it a lot easier and then lastly is really thank the you you three guys man um i think this podcast i just see so much growth um growth in how we take message deliver message and continuously grow ourselves um to learn right some of these topics were not the the experts right but we go away every week and do our research speak to people and go deep into these um, conversations i know we banter a lot um go back and forth at each other but much love to you guys i wouldn't want to do this with any other people than you guys i'm saying that until the contract comes in and uh, the big bag comes in If if anyone's listening and you want to send that contract, make sure that contract's in the logbook. Otherwise, Oli's not looking at it. (laughs) (laughs) What is wrong with you? Firstly, I'd like to thank me um, because without me, there wouldn't be no podcast or wouldn't be cool. No, no, jokes aside, I just want to, I don't want to take or to deliberate too long or or to reiterate whatever what everyone said, but thank you all, um, the three of you. Thank you, Nandi, and thank you to our faithful uh, listeners and also to all new listeners that join every week. We appreciate you. We appreciate the value that you bring to us and also the feedback that you give us, whether it's constructive or positive. We take it on board and really do um, do take that um, to, to each episode. So thank you all. And we wish you and your families and your loved ones a very happy, safe, healthy, um, festive period you know, with the with the pandemic at the moment and with different countries adopting different restrictions, we hope you're able to celebrate with um, your loved ones in some capacity. So please do stay safe, do stay healthy, do look after one another. And we look forward to welcoming you back into the new year, hopefully um, to bringing you continued value and in more value and with some new things on the horizon. So without a further ado, 
stay safe and God bless and see you in 2022. And hopefully that's not 2020 T-O-O. That's in a repeat of 2020, but it's a 2020 T-W-O. So stay well. God bless. Peace. Take off, take